Yes. 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 Can we radio? Yes. Radio Free Wales. Yes. Yes. You're listening to Radio Yes. Can we? The English hour is about to start. It's uh, six o'clock. We'll be on until seven o'clock. Uh, with discussions around Welsh independence and Welsh identity here on Radio Yes Cymru. But we'll start off with um, Jonathan Edwards. I hope he's on the line down in Deepest Camarlach. Jonathan, are you there? Hi, how are you? I'm, I'm very well. Thanks for joining us today. And um, we're going to be discussing, well, the, the rail, because that's been in the news this week. Uh, as people know, unless they're not reading papers at all, uh, Wales has a new rail franchise, so Arriva has gone. Arrivederci, Arriva. I don't think many people are sad to see that happen. We now have transport for Wales, but Wales is still, from my point of view, Johnny, you can express this, it's been screwed by Westminster rule. So what I'd like you to say, Jonathan Edwards, is briefly the open goal missed maybe with not um, going for a private deal with um, transport for Wales, and then maybe to look at discussion about HS2 and the Wales bill and how things have panned out there. That's fine, yeah. Well, I, I think, you know, the franchise, uh, you know, is a massive... Uh uh, missed opportunity, isn't it? And uh, it, it uh, you know, the, the Labour Party fought the uh, last election, of course, on a, on a clear manifesto promise to introduce a not-for-profit uh, provider for the Welsh franchise because it was all that came up uh, uh, the, uh, the franchise uh, renewed yeah. during uh, this assembly term. So, I mean, uh, sorry, you know, the, sorry, you uh, carry on. The, 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 I think with you and uh, delayed uh, responsibility for the functions uh, the party agreed to bring in another private provider and essentially uh, what they've done of course try to re- rebrand that uh, as, uh, as if it was a not-for-profit provider under the, the control of the people but they're still to uh, a multinational private provider so, so what do you, you say that the Welsh Government and the Assembly could have gone for a not-for-profit option, if you like, a, a people's railway, but that's not, that op- opportunity has not been taken. Well, absolutely. You know, Transport for Wales is not, uh, you know, the, the, the franchise is being run by, uh, you know, a, a, a joint-term national uh, uh, But, you know, I think the Westminster, you know, the Westminster government uh, were, uh, obviously, that's ideologically uh, opposed to their whole uh, philosophy uh, yeah. when it comes to uh, public transport, and uh, they, they they sat on the uh, the evolution of the functions that would have enabled uh, the, the Welsh government to do so, and the Welsh government uh, uh, acceded to the, the demands of the Westminster government. But of course, that's unpalatable, of course, for the Labour Party, considering uh, the manifesto promise that they sat upon, uh, and hence they've tried to rebrand this whole exercise now, and uh, you know, it's, it's, an, it's an endeavour to try and hoodwink. The, uh, the people of Wales. Yeah, so an op- missed opportunity there. You you talked uh, briefly there about uh, the Westminster system. So this is what in- particularly interests me. Um, we don't rail is partly devolved to Wales, not fully devolved. Now, can you explain what that, that means in detail and how we miss out because of that situation? Well, the thing when it comes to the uh, uh, capital funding, of course, is uh, transport infrastructure. So what's, what's happened in, very recently uh, is the, resp- uh, the evolution of the responsibility over the franchise. But uh, responsibility over rail infrastructure uh, continues to be uh, a reserved matter for Westminster, whereas, of course, in the case of Scotland and Northern Ireland, yeah. uh, it's, a de- it's completely devolved. And what that means, essentially, is when it comes to uh, we're thinking about Barnet consequentials. 
for major capital infrastructure projects in England, uh, they get a 100% rating for England-only projects. And uh, for us, of course, uh, it's, it's a zero. Now, the self-commission, of course, uh, and, you know, we're going back now to the... Uh, to, to the beginning of my political career, uh, at the beginning of the 2010 uh, term, yeah. uh, the Silk Commission uh, realised that uh, Wales was getting a really bad deal in terms of transport infrastructure. We get about one percent, perhaps, of, of spend uh, across uh, across the UK, so we don't even get a population share. Yeah. And uh, so we have six percent of the railways, but one percent of the spend. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, when you look at the, the inadequacies of the provision we have in Wales, well, it's, it's not rocket science, isn't it? You know, we've been starved, literally starved of investment. And yeah. the Silk Commission, which of course is a cross-party commission, identified this, and it was a key recommendation uh, of, of their proposals. However, when it came to implementing a Wales Act uh, based on the Silk recommendations, there was a room deal between the Conservative Party and the Party, and this was... We're missing, we're missing bits of you here, uh, Johnny. Are you... Are you missing me now? That's, yeah, that's better now. Yeah, sorry, we missed you there. That's better. Well, the Silk Commission, of course, told me it was butchered uh, during a backroom deal between the Labour Party and the Conservative Party where uh, you read about the St. David's Day process. And this was the sort of uh, inter-party discussion. Well, essentially, when it came to the... Uh, the Silk Commission being implemented, it, uh, there was a, a backroom deal, a dodgy backroom deal between the Labour Party and, and the Conservative Party, and they, they held another process called the St David's Day process. And they literally took a red pen through the various Silk recommendations, and one of the ones that went was rail infrastructure. And that is going to have dire, dire consequences for Wales uh, in the short to medium term uh, when it comes to the major rail infrastructure projects, HS2. Right. So, to, so basically, so if HS2 costs £100 billion, which is, looks like it will cost now, you may as well just build a big pyramid in the centre of England. There's absolutely no reason for this project. But in any case, if with the full, if rail was fully devolved to Wales, as it was, and as it is to Scotland and Northern Ireland, Wales would be getting something like the full 5% of that £100 billion. But because Wales isn't devolved, because Labour and Tories work together to de- make sure that didn't happen, Wales will get less than 5%. Absolutely. And, and the full panic consequentials of, uh, of, the, of IHS2, uh, and it looks like that cost is going to be at least £100 billion, yeah. uh, as, as came out last week, uh, is, of course, £5 billion. Over yes. Now imagine what we could do with five billion well, years in terms of, of of connecting our country if we had the full consequentials. But you know the ballot process is a very very complicated process, uh, and the way it works uh, is that every three years there's a comprehensive spending review in London, uh, Westminster, where they set out government expenditures per department, and accompanying the CSR is what they call a statement of funding policy uh, for each department. So if which is uh, transport, which obviously HS2 comes in there. So then you'll have all the capital lines uh, that are involved in that CSR, and then for all the devolved countries, Wales, Scotland, and Northern Ireland, there will be what they call a Barnet rating. Now, when it comes to HS2, in the case of Scotland and Northern Ireland, they get 100%. Right. Wales gets zero. So when you take when you take all of the different budget lines, it will be Crossrail 2, it will be HSE, HSE coming up, it will be the expenditure. So the third runway coming up, 
Granat kan man så stige ned og være kvalitet til den Granat, en very least. There's a banner rating then for each country. So if we had a hundred percent enough statement of funding policy, we then get full banner consequences of five percent. If that makes any sense to you? Yeah. Uh, but the problem we we have uh, because HS2 is um, having a zero percent rating, that that the ultimate banner rating of all the different capital expenditures falls. And because HS2, you know, it is going to be, it's going to suck up all uh, transport infrastructure. You know, it is a massive project. Uh, and I was reading something over the, the week that uh, by the by next year, a third of all transport infrastructure will be sucked up by HS2. And because we're not getting a, a, a full banner rating for HS2, So basically, if you're complaining about the lack of trains in the valleys or into Swansea or Command and Services, you need to seriously blame Tory and Labour MPs who got together to screw rails over with this uh, cutting devolution out of uh, rail funding. Well, I think you know, there's, what, there's either one or two things. Either they didn't understand what mm. they were doing when they were taking out, taking this out, which you know that would be neglect, you know, in the uh, you know to be kind. Yeah. Uh, but I fear there's something far more sinister. Yeah. Here. I think you're right. We're in, a, we're in a very strange situation where the this party is in Wales. It's really in their interest to keep Wales poor because yeah. that is a fundamental part of their political narrative. Wales was, uh, you know, flourishing in the They're very fearful of the result of that. So it's really in their interest to keep Wales down. And, and what's amazed me in the 10 years that I've been, uh, or the eight years I've been uh, a member of Parliament, is that my opponents uh, in the Labour Party and the Conservative Party actually rejoice when they're able to do, their, do one over the country. Yeah. It's a very strange situation when you think about it. You know, my family's advocating we get 100 percent panic consequences on HS2. That really is a unionist argument. Yes, exactly. So if this was Northern Ireland, this is what the DUP would be doing. Yeah, yeah. to make sure the union works uh, for Northern Ireland. The, the unionist parties in Wales are, are, aren't interested in making the union work for Wales. You know, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's an incredible situation. I don't know what the psychological uh, drivers behind uh, you know, their, their political philosophy, but it's a very strange situation where you've got Labour and Tory uh, MPs who don't want Wales to get what we deserve. They don't want Wales to get fairness within, within the state. It's an incredible mm. situation. And you know, when this, all this HS2 legislation has been going through the House of Commons, Guy Cymru has voted against it at every single stage unless the British government committed to giving us 100% ban of consequentials. Yeah. Conversely, in the other lobby, the Tory MP representing Welsh constituencies are in there, in full knowledge yeah. of the fact uh, that, that in doing so, they're short-changing their own country. Yeah, so if you're in Pembrokeshire, if you're in Powys, if you're in Cloyd, and you're complaining about the rails, well, you've, got, you've got no one to blame but yourself if you're voting Tory and Labour because they're basically screwing us over. And the reason we don't, one reason we don't have a real connection from our Bristol to Carmarthen is all that money is going into HS2, which is a total, you may as well build a pyramid of gold in the middle of England. There's no particular need for this. It's a total waste of money. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, 
it's a great way to start in London. It finishes uh, up in Yorkshire, yeah. uh, and it, uh, you know it is an England-only project. And uh, it's been quite incredible for me to see some uh, uh, Welsh MPs arguing that this actually is going to benefit Wales. <laughs> and this is despite, of course, the fact that uh, KPMG, uh, you know, uh, they did an economic analysis of the impact of HS2 on the nations and regions of the British state. Yeah. And the worst hit area in terms of the manner in which uh, business, will, uh, business activity will change as a result of HS2 was South Wales and the Valleys. Yeah. So we are going to be having a, a huge hit in our uh, our economy every year once this railway is up and built. And yet you've got Labour MPs who represent the Valleys, one of the, most, uh, the poorest uh, geographical areas uh, in the European Union, marching through the lobbies to damage their communities. Yeah. It's absolutely, it's, an, it's a scandal. It's absolutely incredible uh, when the history books will be written on this, yeah. uh, the manner in which the Unionist parties have gone out of their way to damage their own country. Well, this is the cancer which is Britishness, in my view, because this is what Britishness does to you. It makes you screw your own poor community just because maybe you'll get a little foot up on the rung to a Westminster ministerial job or something. It creates a situation, a psychology in people, where they think um, that anything is better than an independent Wales, even if you're a poor country and you're there just uh, showing trinkets to people because you think you're part of a great, great empire. It really is. There is no benefit to the to the Union. There is no benefit to Westminster Road at all. And in the meantime, of course, the Irish Republic are building new railways. They've op- reopened big tracts in the West there. And what, we, what have we got in Wales to show for this? Well, absolutely. I think the Republic of Ireland, of course, is a, is a uh, case in point. You know, the economic growth next year is projected to be in the Republic of Ireland 8%. <laughs> now, uh, economic growth in the uh, British state following the referendum, you know, there's been a decoupling uh, between uh, growth in the UK compared to most uh, to, uh, to most advanced economy, economies, normal growth in the UK is around 2.5 percent. We'd be lucky to get 1.5 percent for the foreseeable future. And if Brexit goes wrong, of course, it'll, it'll fall. But the big thing for Wales is we're always lower than the UK average. Yeah. So it's across the Celtic Sea, the Irish economy is flourishing at around 8-9 percent a year. That means direct money in people's pockets in Ireland. Yeah. Our economy, we, we've been shackled, uh, stuck to a sinking ship. That's the, that's the economic reality of the relationship we have at the moment within the British state. The British state is a con. Uh, Jonathan Edwards, Plaid Cymru MP for Carmarthen East and Dinever, thanks for making the time to speak to us here on Radio Yes Cymru tonight. Uh, we're live from the Llaudy pub in Abstreet. I hope uh, the, the line there wasn't too bad for people. We'll be making this as a package and we'll be going up in a podcast in a week, week or two in any case. But really, uh, if you want a, a, an example of how Britishness and being tied to British state really screws Wales over, you really need to have a look at what's happened with the railway situation. Jonathan Edwards, Dioch Vaurichi, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. 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 Yes.